Hi, my name is Jacqueline, and I want to tell you my incredible story about surviving in extreme situations, in particular about surviving under a thick layer of snow. Since childhood, I loved snow hills, and my favorite game was building igloos like those of the Eskimos and burying myself in the snow. Fortunately, there were people like me among other children, and who could have thought that after 10 years, I would have to play snow games for real in order to survive? This is where my childhood experience came in handy, but I will not get ahead of myself. Every winter, I am looking forward to the news about snowfall so that I can go skiing and snowboarding in the mountains. In addition, when the necessary dates approach, I start watching the videos from web cameras around the clock to check the slopes that interest me. As soon as the required amount of snow falls, I happily begin to pack my bags and tell my parents that it's time to travel. In general, my family is very athletic and our major love is snowboarding, which means that I inherited this passion from one of my parents or from both of them at once. So when the time comes, we all rush to the mountains, anticipating having a great time there. The only problem is that the road leading there is very bad and winding and has steep slopes and hills. I'm not a crybaby or a panic monger at all, but on our way, I manage to vomit several times, and at least twice my heart sinks into my stomach at the sharpest turns. Dad says that this is the price of a good vacation. Well, let it be. I agreed to endure this in order to come down from the mountains covered in snow over and over again. This time, my mood was spoiled from the very morning because my mother was bugging me with her thermoses, asking me to fill one of them with black tea and the other one with herbal tea and a third one with raspberry brew. Why the hell did we need so many thermoses? It's as if I've got nothing better to do but rush around with all of these cans in the morning. But my mother stood her ground, so I decided to do what she asked just to avoid conflict. Soon, we left in our car prepared for an extreme and snow-covered road. We had to spend about three or four hours traveling. Oh, this time there was more snow than usual. It was amusing and annoying at the same time because every now and then it was difficult for Dad to keep control of the car. Once in a while, our vehicle was skidding a little bit. And when only 30 minutes were left before we were supposed to get to the ski village, the snowfall became more severe and a strong wind rose, which made our journey much harder. Anxiety was reflected on the faces of my parents, and I was gripped by panic, so I asked my dad to drive more carefully. However, it seemed that my request was pronounced too late, because then there began some kind of mess. The car started skidding in all directions so that I completely lost my ability of spatial orientation. Everything around was spinning and my vision was blurred. I heard my mother shouting and realized that things were bad. In a moment, I heard a very loud and sharp rumble. There was a strong push and then everything went dark. Because of the shock, I did not realize at first what had happened and it even seemed to me that I had fainted since I could not see anything. I think anyone would have thought the same in my place. But I was woken up by the voices of my parents and the light that my dad turned on above the rearview mirror. Mom? Dad? Are you okay? What happened? I asked in a trembling voice. Dad said that an avalanche came down on the mountain and our car got snowed in so that it looked like things were really bad. 
I turned on the phone and was using the light from it. I decided to look around. Yeah, there was a lot of snow around the car, and the rear window, which was right behind me, was crushed so that at any moment it could completely fall out and then all the snow would get inside the car, and this would be very bad for us. Dad took out his phone and immediately called the rescue service, told them our coordinates, and they promised to help us as soon as possible. In the meantime, we had to try to hold out for an indefinite period of time. The main problem was air. My dad said that it would only be enough for a few hours for us, so we had to solve this problem first. But how to do it if all the doors of the car were locked and the whole vehicle was under the strong pressure of tons of snow? Any wrong movement can be fatal, and we may turn into flatbread. Soon, I came up with a brilliant idea of drilling a hole through which we could get some air. But I could not even imagine what distance separated us from the other part of the world and had no clue where the layer of snow was thinner. My parents did not understand how this would work at all, but I remembered my childhood that is playing in snow and I told them about my plan of action. A fishing rod with a thick tip came in handy. Luckily, my dad forgot to take out of the trunk the thermoses with my mom's teas, which had made me so angry a few hours ago. It's incredible. My mom insisted on taking tea so much that she seemed to know in advance that it would be useful for us. First of all, after carefully opening the window, I began to melt the snow with the help of the tea from the thermoses. I was just slowly pouring hot liquid with a very thin stream, watching as free space was appearing next to the car. This was very thrilling because at any moment everything could collapse. Soon I was able to open the door and get out of the car. You know, if such beauty had surrounded me in a different situation, I would have been really delighted with what I saw. But at this moment, the snowy paradise only caused fear, horror, and a sense of hopelessness in me. I continued to melt the snow until all the tea in the thermoses ran out. By that time, my mom also managed to open the door and get out. Dad stayed inside because there was no more room in the free space that was formed. Mom and I continued to melt and drill the snow, as well as pick it with a fishing rod, while Dad tried to contact the rescue service again. At that time, we had been in this trap for almost 20 hours and already felt a lack of oxygen. There was no bright side. It was so scary. Were we really going to die there without getting any help? With the last ounce of strength, we continued to make our way through the thick layer of snow, and after about 10 hours, while constantly heating the tip of the fishing rod, I was able to get through to empty space. Hmm, were there really only two meters that separated us from being saved? This was basically the length of a fishing rod. It's so little and so much at the same time. But the problem is that a hole with a diameter no longer than a chicken egg could hardly help us. However, it instilled confidence and gave us a hope for salvation. And then Dad said that he had something very important in the trunk. By that time, my mom and I managed to expand the space near the car, so Dad climbed to the passenger seat, got out of the vehicle, and at the same moment the front of the car was crushed by snow. In such cases, they say that a person was born under a lucky star. It is just unbelievable! For more than a day, the car held a multi-ton load and collapsed only when the last passenger got out of it, as if angels themselves were holding the roof up. Fortunately, the back of the car continued to hold the snow, so we were able to take out the thing that my dad was talking about. This turned out to be a small car vacuum cleaner with a very long hose. 
Oh, why didn't we think about it earlier? Probably it could have significantly eased our suffering. Fortunately, the battery of the vacuum cleaner was fully charged. We took off the back cover, put the hose into the hole, and turned it on. At that moment, the air began to flow towards us. It seemed so sweet to us, we could not stop inhaling it and took very deep breaths. My parents and I even felt something like euphoria. This was how our 35 hours passed in a snow trap, and then we heard the long-awaited roar of snow removal equipment. Then there began a tense three hours of our waiting for being released from the snow trap. We were afraid that we would just be crushed here like little ants because any wrong move of the rescuers could lead to a tragedy. But we understood that we had no other way out of there, which meant that we needed to trust these people and hope that they were real professionals. And we turned out to be lucky. When we saw the moving brushes of the snowblower, we started screaming with joy. We were dragged out of the car and, ironically, were given herbal tea from a thermos. But in this case, for the first time in my life, I drank it with great pleasure. Rescuers said that despite the fact that they had our coordinates, they found us with great difficulty because hundreds of tons of snow came down from the mountains that day and looking for us was the same as searching for a needle in a haystack. But they did not give up and luckily managed to find us. And the rescuers did not understand how we were not crushed immediately after the incident. Then I told them how the Eskimos built igloos and how they solidified them from the inside. Using the same principle, I reinforced our hole, if you can call it that. After this incident, I realized that teas really can be very useful and there is no need to refuse from what fate itself insists on because if we had not had three hot thermoses with us, no one knows how this story would have ended. Do you like snowboarding or skiing in the snowy mountains? Share your answers in the comments.